dig it. Oh, cool and at a ball. And I'm looking for some action. But like Mick Jagger said, I can't get no satisfaction. All right, welcome into the Realist Show on Radio. Your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards. I'm live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios out here at the lovely Cotton Exchange Plaza, Florida, Mississippi. Well, man, fun weekend. Good weekend. I took a day of rest, as the Lord suggests, on Sundays. <laughs> took all Sunday to, to get my bearings back straight, more like it. But had a great time. Me and some friends and family went out to Philadelphia, up there to the Silver Star, and checked out the I Love the 90s tour with, uh, let's see here, Tone Loke, more about him in just a second, Rob Bass, and Vanilla Ice. Man, I'm going to tell you, just um, before I get into the Tone Loke stuff, I forgot how much fun it was to go to a hip-hop concert and not have to hear anything about politics or racism or Trump or anything. It was just old school hip hop. It reminded me why I loved growing up in the 90s. It reminded me why race relations in the 90s were so good versus now. It was just a really, really good time. Tone Loke surprisingly opened the show. I would have thought Rob Bass would have. I thought Tone Loke had more hits, but neither here nor there. They actually did what I think a lot of uh, rappers should do and play a few cover songs. And uh, they did some Snoop Dogg, did all kind of stuff. Man, it was just really, really fun. Well, about midway through Tone Loke's show, that you hear the mic drop. And he just falls out. And his people run out and they catch him. Which tells me they're looking for this kind of thing to happen. My initial reaction, if you follow me on social media, which more about that in a minute. My initial reaction was, dang. Tone Loke just died suddenly. I mean, people with me were like, Clay, don't post that. Don't post that. Yeah, you know, Clay, don't listen. Post it straight to social media. Now, the phone service was so bad in there, it took over an hour to for it to post. By the time it posted, it was it was kind of late to the party. But anyway, it passes out mid-song. <clears throat> they take him off in an ambulance and stuff, and what other people had said who had got to the show a little later. And said so there's a ton of ambulances out there. You couldn't get in anywhere. So presumably he left in an ambulance. I can't confirm or deny. But initial reaction was he got some of that funky cold Moderna. And it went awry on him. I mean, easy to easy to assume that with all that's going on in the world, right? People falling out, hashtag dying suddenly everywhere. Very easy to believe that. There's tons of video of it out there. I did catch a picture. I happened to have my phone in my hand. I caught a picture of him being taken off stage. Or drug off stage, however you want to look at it, carried off stage. But a very scary moment there. But kudos to Rob Bass and Vanilla Ice for being consummate professionals and not letting somebody potentially dying right before them stop them from putting on a heck of a show. Um, as uh, Vince McMahon would say, the show must go on. Uh, a la Owen Hart falling to his death at a pay-per-view uh, about 20 years ago. So... Good show. Had a blast. Um, I will say this, and I, I'm not one to, to to talk bad about a business, but um, the Silver Star needs to get more bartenders and need to get their bartender policies correct. Never has it taken so long to get a drink. With one bartender working a bar with three or 400 people at it, 
um, shenanigans. Get some more. Uh, the staff was great. There ain't enough of them. Get some more workers up there. Ridiculous. But uh, maybe it was for the best. Maybe <clears throat> maybe it was for the best. So we'll see. What do y'all think, man? Y'all have y'all heard about that? But uh, let's go back to this thing about race relations in the nineties. I I was watching something last night. I don't even remember what. Maybe it was Salty Cracker. I kind of had it on in the background as I was doing some show prep, and it mentioned that it mentioned the uh, our generation. You know, Gen Xers somehow came up. Y'all know I'm always my ears pop up when you get talking about Gen X. I'm on the tail end of it, but I proudly consider myself a Gen Xer. We, we, yeah, it was Salty Cracker. And what they've done is they've nuked Gen Xers with this. They've, they've guilted, you know, we, we didn't grow up being called racist. We didn't grow up being racist. So now what this, the generation we raised, or really Gen Xers didn't raise millennials. It was kind of some weird in-between phase there, but in, neither here nor there. Now, we grew up with, man, tons of black friends, intermingling, all that stuff. We, Like I said, being fans of early hip-hop or 90s hip-hop, <clears throat> you know, we didn't want that. I, you know, I know my parents raised me. I never heard my parents talking about race in my house. Never once did, did, did anything, did we even acknowledge that people were a different color? Had my dad on a store on Lynch Street. I was around more black people growing up. That's been a, that's been the story of my life, being around more black people than white people my entire life. Up until the last year and a half when I moved out to Brandon. You know, whether it was the store on Lynch Street, the nightclubs downtown, all that. I've always been the minority in my social set. But I've always been a conservative, too. You know, it was never an issue until Trump got in office. Or more so until Obama got in office. But they weren't as mad then because they were in control. But as by the time Trump started running, it got ratcheted up. It's all for political. But anyway, so they've tried to nuke Gen Xers by calling us racist. And a lot of y'all weak knees, son of guns, just fold right to it. It's like, oh my gosh, I, maybe I do have white privilege. Maybe I have been racist. I didn't even know it. You're not racist. If you have to question if you're racist, you're not racist. I mean, racism is supposed to be such a terrible, bad thing. I would think most racists would be proud of it, flying the racist flag. You wouldn't have to ask if you were a racist, just like you wouldn't have to ask if you were a white supremacist or a black supremacist. I mean, it's something you, that's a flag you proudly fly. Just like, you know, the, the rainbow flags and all that stuff. You don't have to, they don't have to wonder, well, maybe I am gay. No, you know if you are or not. Anyway, so that's what they've tried to do is they've, they, they've tried to nuke people into thinking they're racist. An entire generation of folks. And I believe it's starting to backfire. I do. I, I think people are absolutely fed up with it. Especially when you only seem to see the racism come from one particular side. One particular group of people. The 14%. The group of people who commit over half of the violent crimes in this country. That group. That seems to be where all the racism comes from. But they're the ones that scream the loudest about everybody else being racist. Scream to the rooftops. 
or the city of Jackson. Every time somebody wants to try to do anything good for the city of Jackson, they scream racism. I'm trying to help y'all. Was it? And I'm gonna play some video here and later of uh, the buffoons down at the city city hall blaming, you guessed it, racism uh, for the state or saying the state's racist for wanting to do this HB 1020, where they basically annex more of the more of Jackson for the CCID, even though all the tax dollars and everything still go to Jackson, and it's actually the state paying to protect Jackson. So it actually raise the tax revenue in the city if it's safer because money goes where it feels safe. But Jackson don't want that. No, 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 nope. Must be racist. I don't remember it being racist if the city if the when the state was ready to pay to fix the water. Was that racist when they were ready to help fix the water? Because y'all told me it was racist if they didn't. Now they're trying to help fix the crime, but it's racist. Make it make sense. You know, <clears throat> over the weekend, or over the last week, there was a, down in Florida, while we're talking about race, down in Florida, there was a 14-year-old boy who beat a 9-year-old girl unconscious on a school bus. And the way the story came out was it showed a generic picture of a white boy, a generic picture of a little black girl. And then uh, you got it. The uh, Then the author was, of course, black of this story. But the actual true story is black boy, 14-year-old, white girl, 9-year-old, beat unconscious on a school bus. And the boy's just going to be uh, charged with civil disobedience, which I guess is a slap on the hand. Then, also, late last week, I read the story. I shared it somewhere or another, but on my Facebook, I reckon. I'll pull it up, which I'm in Facebook jail right now, again. But a guy, somewhere or another, was driving a car, and a man was on a bicycle, black guy driving a car, white guy on a bicycle. And this is relevant. The race is relevant here, if you'll just stay tuned. Black guy runs white guy over. But that ain't good enough. He then gets out of the car and stabs him to death, screaming all kind of anti-white racist rhetoric. The media fails to mention that part in the story. Completely fails to mention. Uh, talking about Barry in the lead. It Just like when the Waukesha or whatever, the guy ran through the parade up there in Wisconsin and killed all the white people by design. They, just, they failed to mention that that was race-related. Race it only matters when it fits their narrative. That's what's sickening. I think that's what is finally blowing people up. Like normies, they're finally waking up and they're saying, well, that's weird. It's it's only racism when it happens to black people, not when they do it. That is so weird. You know, and also being called racist by other white people for political affiliations. I think that's doing it too. But I think normies are starting to wake up. And we're anti-racism here. We, we are anti-racist on this show. But, we're, but we are pro-common sense. We are pro make it make sense. You know, we won't tolerate racism from any party, any race. You know, when they started that stop Chinese hate thing, they wanted so bad for you to think it was white people out there uh, assaulting Chinese people because of COVID or something. But actually, it's 
it's in these black neighborhoods where these Chinese people set up shop and do business where they're being assaulted and killed and all that by the community they set up in. Now, we don't have a lot of uh, <clears throat> Chinese store owners and stuff in Jackson. They're more in the restaurant business and the nail shops and stuff here. When I say China, I just mean Asian, you know, whatever. But trust me, it's a thing. It is a thing. Here it's more here it's more Indians and Pakistani and, you know, Iranians, Middle Easterners and stuff that are set up in the urban communities. And they get their fair share of it, too. Let's take a call here from Derek. Hey, good morning, Derek. Hey, Clay, I just want to know one thing. I don't want to waste your time. Did the biker survive? I don't think so. I, I, I think he did. But I, I need to go back and confirm. No, the reason why I asked that is because you would be surprised how many people they're letting loose on, on the American roads and streets and roads that don't know that bicycles have a, the same right to the road that a car does. No, I, Well, you know what? That's a whole other rant, and i got a lot of friends that ride bicycles, but I 100% disagree with that. You do? Absolutely. If I, if I had to pay a tag, if I had to pay for a tag to use the road, so should the bike. Okay, well, fair, fair enough. They, they are required to have, you know, reflective equipment and things like that. Well, well, fair enough. But as far as the rules of the road is concerned and what I teach in defensive driving, they have the same rights to the road that a car does. And I know it's an inconvenience to some people, but it goes in the order of um, basically creation when you think about it. You know, first a pedestrian, then a bicycle, you know, and, and such and such. So I do, I, I, I get that point. I, I really do. Well, it's, da- it's dangerous when you have to go around them into head on, into traffic. It's, I'm just, I get it. It's not a fight I'm going to win, but that's just my right. personal opinion. Yeah, I, I mean, I understand, but, you know, it, they do have the same rights to the road that a car does, and a lot of people don't realize it, and they get frustrated with them. You know, that's just, that's a clear case of road rage, but I would also make the argument of um, uh, um, a hate crime, too. And that one you mentioned earlier, they charged him with civil disobedience. Now, that's a slap to the face. It's assault. Civil disobedience is like passive aggression when you're making blurting obscenities or interfering with an officer's duties or you sitting there um, being passive aggressive by not wanting to move or out the way or blocking public access. That's civil disobedience. Just Just for them to call it civil disobedience is a slap in the face. Because that means that that just that basically describes an act of pa- passive aggression. Yep, this I, was clearly aggression. He assaulted someone. You know what I mean? You know, and, I, and look, I I hate going back to the well. What if it was this or what if it was that? But can you imagine if it was? Yeah, the guy that I, I pulled up here, the, the the it was a doctor, fifty eight years old, mowed down and then stabbed to death. So he did die. But if it had been a if it had been a white boy. Doing that to a little black girl, dude, that would be the lead story on every newscast in America for a week. Oh, I, I mean, I, I, I don't I don't deny that. And, you know, I, I hate that. Just because it fits you know. a narrative. If it's a narrative they're trying to push. That's why, that's why you, you know, these mass shootings that have happened, because, because the, it hasn't been a white, straight, cis male doing any of these mass shootings. They're, they're a big story until they figure out it ain't a white, cis male. Well, but you know, you know, you know what, Clay? I, I have another um, alternate view on that. You know, just about every single one of those mass shootings can all be linked back to psych meds. But you don't never hear them bring um, implicate the pharmaceutical industry in, in, in their culpability in that. If you look at every single one of the mass shooting cases, every single one, they all go back to some type or have been on some type of psych meds. Absolutely. You know, Mike Madison talked about that a lot on these school shootings and this, that, and the others. That everyone. 
there was a study done where basically everyone going back to the early nineties, the the shooter was on some type of SSRI medication. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm gonna say this, Clay. And I know it's gonna be controversial in the United States because you know my, you know, Clay, you know, I don't even have to to verify because you you know people that know me. This is what I do. I pull I pull data in the United States. Eighty um, percent of divorces it has gone up since COVID. Eighty percent of divorces are filed by women. Um, Six out of every ten women are on some type of psych meds. Do the math. So there are men who are suffering in their marriages because somebody convinced their wives to take psych meds without their knowledge, and it has caused uh, a detriment. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, somebody, well, I won't get into it, but, yeah, agree, agree, 100%. Yeah. Take care, my friend. All right, brother, have a good one. All right, this is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. I'm live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. This segment is going to be brought to you by our newest partner here at the show, Battlefield Drag Strip out there in Collinsville, Mississippi. How cool is it, man? We've got a drag strip on the show now. Come on down, young son. Hey, look, man, the action gets started. They're opening it up for the first time this year, or this season, should I say, or this year, too. This Friday night for a no-prep test and tune, and then you got the big race this weekend out there at Battlefield Drag Strip. It looks like it's called Cold Wars. It's going to be a big old, big old shindig. Lots of money to be given away. Lots of uh, big-name racers are going to be out there going to be a good deal you can go check them out on facebook at battlefield drag strip or go to their website battlefielddrag.com and uh, going to be a big party out there this weekend starting friday night at battlefield drag strip uh starting friday spectators getting for 20 bucks racers only 40 bucks it's less than a 90 minute drive from jackson straight down i-20 you take a get off there i believe at the chunky exit and go north and you pretty much run straight into it but uh don't trust me with directions. Google Battlefield Drag Strip and hit the directions thing if you've never been. It's a, it's a little out there, but it's an easy drive. Like I said, it's less than 90 minutes. Uh, there's plenty of Clay Edwards Show podcasts available on your favorite podcast player to uh, make the time go by a little faster on the drive there. And hey, if you're tired of me, we always have Kim Wade's podcast up there too. So just go to uh, Kim Wade Show or type it in wherever you listen to podcasts and listen to Mr. Wade. So uh, good stuff there. Kim's on here. Every Friday from 4 to 6, I'm not every Friday, every day, Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m. Thank you to Stephen Detroska for the shout out this morning. He's on here from 6A to 7A every morning talking about what's going on down at the Capitol. Then, of course, we're here on Monday and Tuesdays for three hours, uh, followed by Jamison Haygood for two hours from 10 to noon. Jamison's here every day from 10 to noon. Jim Thorne's here Wednesday, Thursday, Friday from 9 to 10. Uh, and then let's see here. Yeah, then Kim from 4 to 6. We have our national shows in the middle there. I don't think I forgot anybody. So <clears throat> be sure you're following me on social media <laughs> for what it's worth. At Save JXN. So I am banned on Facebook for another I can't post anything for another seven days, six days, something like that. Let's just say till next Monday. I can't post in groups for 29 days, 30 days. I can't advertise, which I wasn't doing that anyway, for 30 days. 
I ain't giving them my money. And you may be asking yourself, well, Clay, what could you have possibly done to gotten such a harsh, a harsh uh, punishment from Meta, from Zuck the Cuck, Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook? Well, I'm glad you asked. I posted a meme of Hunter Biden in his underwear and ridiculous scarf, that picture that has been seen so many times from his laptop, of him uh, being floated off by a bunch of balloons. And I said, this is your... China spy balloon, obviously satire, obviously, but uh, that they got me for sexual exploitation of an adult. <laughs> that is a that is a lot to digest right there. Not not as much as I'm sure Hunter digested, but that's a lot to digest right there. And uh, put me in jail for I'm guessing my next offense will be the one that gets me yeeted on off. They they even got my backup account. <laughs> <coughs> I've been struggling with this sinus infection for about a week now. It is finally on the, uh, I'm finally on the other side of that hill, but still got some drainage and stuff going on this morning. So yeah, in Facebook jail. So if y'all tag me or expect a reply from me and any kind of comments or sharing anything, I can't do it. You know, and it's a shame too, because I just got a, a message from somebody about some missing kids that needed to be shared. I can't share it. You know, Facebook is more worried about offending the Bidens than they are you know, helping share missing children posts. So it's a shame that we let these idiots out there on the left coast determine what we do down here in the the dirty, dirty third coast. Let's read some text messages here on the Guns and Gear text line. By the way, I hadn't mentioned the Guns and Gear text line yet this morning. 769-241-1944. 769-241-1944. The Guns and Gear text line. The phone line here at the show if you want to call in. We'd love to hear from you all this morning on any of this stuff. What do you think about Gen X? We're the generation that killed racism. Left it dead. And somehow, we let the idiots coming up behind us browbeat us into thinking we're racist. So they can so they can bring in communism, socialism, BLMism, LBGTQ elementopism, alphabet soup transgenderism. I mean, can't you all just be that without us having to bend the knee to you so you can do it? Let's take a call here. Hey, Nathan, you're on there. Hey, brother. I was wondering why you didn't uh, respond yesterday whenever I tagged you on Therese's uh, post about the capital murder suspect uh, hanging itself, I guess, at the, at the uh, House County Detention Center. Well, I'm just going to say this about that. I, addition I, by subtraction. Right, right, right. That's what what I said. You know what I mean? It he he basically did our or not our job, but did the uh, Justice Department uh, made it easier for them to get rid of his file. You know what I mean? No, just saved everybody, saved back, everybody a bunch of money. People bash me, saying that I was I was very arrogant and all this stuff. And aren't you law enforcement? I said, me being law enforcement officer don't you know have have anything to do with my opinion on a killer killing himself. You know what I mean? And, uh, I, okay, I'm coming. <laughs> and I, uh, posted on there, I said, y'all listen to the Clay Edwards show because we're always breaking news, I mean, breaking rules when necessary. 
That's but good. All right, brother, let me get out and take my daughter into school. Tell her I said hey. Good morning. All right, man. All right. Be good. Yeah, I mean, look, I I saw that about the about the guy out there at Raymond that that yeeted himself and a uh, murder capital murder suspect. I think more of them should take notes. You know, lead by example. He led by example. Uh, so that's my opinion on that. Tell you what, I've got this, I've got this video queued up of Angelique Lee, the girl who allegedly don't even live in Jackson, but got voted into um, a, a, a city council seat for the Presidential Hills area. I got, a, I got a video of her calling everybody racist. So um, I, I wonder, will she keep that same energy next time she goes out to grip and grin? I think the first, it's the first of the month. I think the first one is this Wednesday. Will she keep that same energy when she goes and hangs out with all them Madison County Republicans out there? She's going to tell them they're all racist to their face? I'm just curious. We're going to play it on the other side of this break. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back live in the Matt Kike and Flowood Studios on 103.9 WYAB. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. I'm live here in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. You know, real quick, this segment will be brought to you by Mac Hike Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Flowood, located right out there on Lakeland Drive at Airport Road in Flowood, Mississippi, Rankin County, God's Country. Get over there, get you a great deal on a new Ram truck. Uh, the Jeep Commander is back and better than ever. Uh, so if you were in the market for, say, like a Tahoe or an Expedition or a Yukon or Suburban or something like that or Escalade, I implore you to go by there and check out that Commander first. And uh, don't sleep on that thing. It is gorgeous. They, they did a bang-up job bringing that thing back. So go check that out. And maybe, you're in the, maybe you want to get one of the last to ever be made gas-powered, high-horsepower, street-outlaw-capable Dodge Chargers or Challengers before they uh, convert them over to electric and all that good stuff, battery operated, all that. Get over there. They get you taken care of at Mack Hike of Flowood. And their goal is to get you in and out in one hour. from the t- After you pick out your car and you go inside and you're ready to break bread, they're going to get you in and out in an hour. You can't beat that. They're also the home of the three ninety nine car payment available on uh, select inventory uh, and all that good stuff. So go check them out. Mac Hike of Flowwood. You can shop them online, MacHikeCDJRF.com, or just stop in and see them. Tons of great sales folks over there. I'll be by there soon myself to say hey to some of them. All right. Uh, I know I've got this video queued up. I'll, I also want to read some stuff from the Guns and Gear text line this segment. So bear with me as I do this. Let me cue this up here. All right. This is from WLBT. This is about Jackson City leaders have. They've passed a resolution opposing bill, House Bill 1020, calling the bill unconstitutional and disrespectful. They also call it racist, too. I don't know why WLBT didn't put that in the headline. Now with more on their concerns. Yeah, Maggie. And so to show you just how much the Jackson City Council is against this legislation today, they called a special meeting and unanimously passed a resolution saying they oppose this bill. The council also voted to give a copy of the resolution to every lawmaker in the House and Senate. Now, under this bill, the Mississippi. I wish they would give me that a copy of that. I'm getting low in toilet paper at the House. 
Mississippi Supreme Court would appoint judges to hear civil and criminal cases in the Capitol Complex Improvement District. The Attorney General's office would be in charge of choosing the prosecutors to hear those cases. And the legislation would also expand the CCID to County Line Road. City leaders now calling the bill disrespectful and racist, saying they have an issue with people who are not from Hines County crafting this bill in the first place. There is a lot of legislation that's being... This is Senator David Blunt. ...considered at the Capitol right now. Uh, much of it bad, and this bill in particular is by far the worst. I am in... All right, this is Angelique Lee. Now, there were strong rumors that allegedly she lives in Madison and somehow won the seat for city council over here in the Presidential Hills area. So just be mindful of that as she's complaining about people who don't live in Hines County uh, making laws for Hines County. In favor of trying to keep Jackson safe, but not this way. I'm also opposed to the way the boundaries are drawn. It appears racist on its face, and it is not equally representative of the citizenry of Jackson, Mississippi, which is majority black. People of, of Hines County, city of Jackson, have their rights, and their rights uh, can't, be, um, can't be taken away, won't be taken away without a fight. Uh, you mean their, their ability to go on crime sprees without any consequences or repercussions won't be taken away? Without a fight, that was Vernon Hartley. Just you know, keep a list, make familiarize yourself with these names, because as they mingle into Madison and Rankin County, because they feel safer there, just know that. Now, right after today's special call meeting, city leaders hosted a press conference showing a united front that they all disagree with this bill. It is worth pointing out so far this bill has not come to the floor for a vote. Lawmakers have until February 9th to do so. If a vote does not happen by then, the bill will die. Quentin Smith, three on your side. The, the bill will die, just like you if you go to a gas station in Jackson. Um, yeah, like I said, look, you know, last time I went out there to that, uh, that Grip and Grin event there they do at the first, first Wednesday at Mama Hamill's every month, it's kind of the, the Madison County Republican Club type stuff. I specifically remember seeing Angelique Lee there specifically remember seeing her there <laughs> as well as a bunch of other uh the, the, the jackson democrats were well represented at this event and that's fine but the audacity i don't remember where i saw it. somebody said audacity must be on discount because y'all got a lot of it the audacity to sit right back and allegedly live in madison county and call people from outside the city of Jackson racist for wanting to actually do y'all's job and fight the crime in Jackson. I, you know, I mean, just if you sit back and you think about the, the audacity, the stupidity of that, I mean, remove all your political beliefs and just say, okay, somebody else wants to come in and, and take this job that we clearly can't do away from us. And it's not going to cost us any money. They gonna, we have screwed this up so bad, they're going to fix it. Just like with the water. They screwed it up so bad that Big Daddy Joe Biden had to step in and give him a bunch of money. And they brag about that. They brag about it from that perspective. Yeah, we, we, we finally got all, we got $800 million coming from the, from the federal government. 
out of taxpayers' pockets. We got it all coming. We did that. I mean, they're proud of that. But now they're saying, hold on now. Hold on now. It's racist. We want to fight our crime. We can't actually have you arresting our felons and sending them to jail. You don't know our struggle. You know, and they're still going to get all the tax dollars from that area, to the best of my knowledge. I mean, maybe 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 some of it gets siphoned off, you know, to pay for it, to pay for this. It should. I don't think they should get all of it, but either way, it's going to make property values higher. You're going to get your property taxes. It's going to make businesses safer. You're going to get your sales tax because people go to those businesses. I, mean, I guess none of it's really, a, it's all really a moot point for the next 10 years while they attempt to allegedly fix this water thing. Because I don't think any, I, I don't think you're going to be able to operate a business in Jackson if it requires, I don't know, water. But we'll see. We'll see how they plan on maneuvering that. You know, I know a girl I know, Tina, has Patina's hair salon. I mean, this is, we interviewed her here on the show. That's exactly why she moved out. She was having to run her salon out of a mobile water deal. It was like a mobile car wash with a big water tank on a trailer. You can't do that. If you think about that, that, that's ridiculous. I mean, I commend her for doing it, but it's not sustainable. The moral of my story. Porta potties. That ain't sustainable. It's just ridiculous. But, you know, we can go on the whole. We, we've done so many shows about the water thing. It's, just, it's nauseating. Y'all get it. Y'all know. You listen to this show, you know. Even if you don't agree with me politically, you know I'm right about this Jackson stuff. You know I'm right about this. My white liberal friends over there in Fondren and Bellhaven, I know we don't agree on a lot, but y'all know I'm right about that. That's why y'all listen to this show. There ain't nobody else to blame this on but the folks in the mirror. They have done a terrible job. And I do blame y'all for a lot of this because y'all have... Giving them your votes. That Fonda and Bellhaven area over there swings enough swings a big enough stick that y'all could dictate some Jackson elections. And y'all don't. I mean, I, I, I was dumbfounded at the amount of people that voted for Chalkway this last time around. I mean, to be a Democrat means to fail forward. Fail upwards. I've never seen nothing like it. The worse they are at their jobs, the more y'all vote for them. It is asinine. There's a word I hadn't said on the radio in a while. Absolutely asinine. Let's take a break real quick. I'll tell you what, let's not. Let's read some text. I got a few minutes. Y'all been blowing the text machine up. The Guns and Gear text line. Uh Somebody texts in and says, David L. Archie lives in Madison County also. He couldn't win an election in Madison County, so he ran in Hines. You know, I've heard that too, so we'll say allegedly. Uh, let me see here. Guns and gear text line. All right, Debbie texts in and says, uh, talking about me getting kicked off uh, Facebook or getting in Facebook jail for sexual exploit- sexually exploiting Hunter Biden. <laughs> the irony. She goes, LOL, seriously? He's a pervert. How can you sexually exploit him? And he goes, Clay, she has to put her address on paperwork when she registers to run for political office. You could check to see if she filed homestead exemption on 
that piece of property. Yeah, but she she had voted she had voted that same year in Madison County. If my memory serves me correct, talking about Angelique Lee. Uh, I've talked about it before on this show. It's, I can't remember all the details, but she had voted in the time period that you know, she wasn't allowed to to run. But Hines County said, "Hey, you know what? They like you. You won. Whatever, man. They just keep on." She says uh, that piece of property at the courthouse, and if she lives there, she should file homestead exemption. If not, look under Madison County. Homestead exemption is a at, at a property. Okay, Reagan can Clay. I have written to you before. Jackson should be divided into two at minimum. Uh, our our leaders has proven that since Dank's administration, our leadership has failed the citizens of Jackson. The facts bear this out. Our leaders keep fighting for black representation on the sinking Titanic. Jackson should be divided into, I would say, three. You got south. You got everything south of I twenty. I think that should be a city in and of itself. I think that should be Chalkway Land. You have the downtown business district uh, up to Northside Drive, up to Meadowbrook, the CCID. I think that's that's fair right there. And then you have North Jackson, which to me is north of Meadowbrook there and to all the way to uh, the Pearl River and up that way. <clears throat> I think that's three cities. Uh, I, then of course you have West Jackson too, uh, but that's kind of fickle. You, you had to figure that out. <clears throat> but it, you know, I think two, three cities. It, 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 Jackson should not any longer be one city at all. Uh, Derek chimed in on my '90s music stuff. Said '90s music, what Motown '90s music done? What Motown music did before? It united a generation of people. When a DJ would play Come On Ride That Train by Quad City DJs, you'd be hard-pressed not to find any person of any ethnicity not joining in. Or the electric slide, it's electric. Absolutely. Let's take a break real quick. We'll read more text when we come back to close out the hour. We're here for three hours this morning. Hour three, I have Allison Noe in with our whole story health hour. Hour two, it's more me doing what I do. We'll be right back live in the Mack Hike of Flowood Studios. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We got about a minute here before we have to take our top of the hour break. So I'm just going to kind of ramble for a second here. Social media. Make sure you're following me there. I am on Twitter for now at SaveJXN. Whenever I get put in Facebook jail, I tend to gravitate towards Twitter and Instagram for uh, posting stuff about this show and my thoughts and opinions. I really don't post much politically on there anymore. I shared a funny meme, but I try to keep that off the Facebook for this very thing. I use Facebook to promote my business. I promote to promote me selling cars out there at Ellis Autoplex to promote this show. I don't really use it anymore for uh, create for driving conversation. I mean, I'll post some stuff here and there, but at the end of the day, that's what the show is for. That's why I try to get people to tune into this, listen to the podcast, all that stuff. Because I think context matters, and with social media, you lose context a lot. But uh, follow, make sure you're following me, Instagram, at Clay601, or at SaveJXN, Twitter, at SaveJXN, YouTube, Rumble. I'm on all of it. Just go at Clay Edwards or at Save Jackson. You'll find it. All right, this is the Clay Edwards Show. We are live on 103.9 WYAB, and we'll be right back after this break. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.